When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. How are you, everybody? Welcome to a free Ontario. Almost. That took... That was almost painful yesterday, waiting for that announcement, by the way, that we knew was coming. That was inevitable, but waiting for it to be, like, officially happening, that sucked. But here we are. It's happening. It is happening. And in case you missed it yesterday, this is a little bit of Ontario's Chief Medical Officer of Health. Now, the reason I want to specify his title there is because he's the shot caller. So when Steve Del Duca and the Liberals and Andrea Horvath and the NDP argue, no, it's too soon. Think about the children. Oh, God. Just keep in mind. Oh, God. Those two were the ones all along telling Doug, you need to listen to the chief medical officer. But now that the chief medical officer has come out with some advice that they don't like, all of a sudden, Doug shouldn't listen to the chief medical officer. Here's yesterday's announcement from the boss, Dr. Moore. With continued improvements in trends, Ontario will remove the mandatory masking requirement for most settings on March 21st, with the exception of select settings such as public transit, healthcare settings, long-term care homes, and high-risk congregate care settings. Removing the mask mandate does not mean the risk is gone. COVID-19 transmission is still occurring across the province and masks can help protect you and others becoming, from becoming infected with COVID-19. In fact, we can expect indicators such as cases and hospitalizations to increase slightly as Ontario increases, increasingly interacts with one another. However, thanks to our high vaccination rates and natural immunity that is developing, as well as the arrival of other therapeutics and antivirals, Ontario has the tools necessary to manage the impacts of this virus. I think everybody understands I'm not a huge fan of Dr. Moore. I thought he was way, way, way over the top on some of the restrictions that he recommended for Ontario. That being said, he's right yesterday. It is interesting to hear the chief medical officer, finally, two years later, Mm-hmm. acknowledge that there is some natural immunity occurring. Do you know how many thousands and thousands and thousands of people had it in January and February or are catching it now? Because it does kind of seem like the numbers are ticking back up again a little bit. People have had it and recovered from it, and they do have some natural immunity. How long does that last? We don't know exactly, or they won't tell us. They really want us to get shots instead. Well, people have made their choice. They've either had their shot or they haven't. And you still can if you want to flag down that fucking go bus or whatever. You can jump on and they'll stick something in you. That's fine. You can do that if you really want to. But it is time to move on. And the chief medical officer is right. 90% vaccinated. The amount of people that have natural immunity combined with the warmer weather coming. This is the right time to remove the masks. But Kat, it's not unanimous. I'm disappointed to tell you that there are some people out there who don't want this to happen. 
Dr. Gerald Evans, for example, is one of several experts who say the timeline of lifting most mask mandates on March 21st and all restrictions by April 27th is too rushed. The member of the science advisory table says mask requirements should be kept in place until the weather gets warmer and coronavirus activity naturally diminishes. Well, that's an interesting thing, too. That's someone on the actual science fiction table who's acknowledging what they shit all over Donald Trump for two years ago when he said it'll die down in the warmer months. Now they're saying we should wait for the warmer months when it dies down. Yeah, I mean, we know that now. I don't know why. I, I really, truly don't know why that can't that couldn't have been admitted earlier because we all knew it. We knew it last year, too. We started to see the trend and went, oh, yeah, OK. that And it does make sense. And then there's our buddy. Are you too loud? No, I feel too quiet. Every time you talk, it's loud. Oh, really loud. Here, I can do that. But I can't, for some reason, I can't find it in between, good in between. All right, well. There we go. There, are you good now? <laughs> I think so. All right. <laughs> Sorry, it was just you were loud booming in my ear every time. <laughs> well, then we have word from none other than our friend. I'm kidding. I can't stand him. Uh, Dr. Peter Uni. The man who brought you great hits oh. like, um... We need to stop moaning. I'm guessing he hates all of this, right? Is all he hate it. all of it? He, he still thinks that we're moaning? All of it. Uh, uh, Dr. Uni. We need to stop moaning. Stop moaning about the restrictions coming off and just get behind the plan, Dr. Uni. It's amazing that after all of the modeling data that required us to shut down so many times over the past couple of years. He's still with a straight face saying, we need two more weeks. Two more weeks? You said two weeks two yeah. years ago. Look, and, I, and I, I understand where he may be coming from in terms of why are we doing this when kids in Ontario are coming back from their March break uh, thus spreading this, you know, further maybe. Okay, look, I, I, we don't even know where the masks stand yet in, in schools and each school board can choose to do what they want to do, I suppose. But you know what? It's That happened after every March break. Like all the time. I understand that, some, that it's a little bit different now and sure, COVID is a thing, but everything was a thing, you know, at that at the time when you come back from March break. People came from all over the place. Cat. Danger attitude. Yeah, I know. You know, I, uh, I, I that part I understand. Okay, maybe we wait a week after, but really, honestly, it's it's time. It's time, and I do feel like we talked yesterday about it. We we did at length, so you guys know where uh, where we stand on it. But if people still choose to do it, great, and I think it should just be left to the public now. It's time to move on. Take it. I feel like it's just taken a couple of years of our life now. Do you think Doug is throwing uh, Dr. Moore under the bus here? Or is this 100% Dr. Moore's decision? Because, you know, the opposition does suggest this seems very political. And the timing yeah, certainly is convenient. But Dr. Moore insists there was no political interference here. He and his team looked at the data and said, March 21st is the day. How can they honestly say there was no political pressure? Yeah, I mean, everybody knows the way Doug wants this to go. He wants the restrictions gone before people go to the polls. There's always there's always a bit of politics mixed in with it. It's the same reason why we're going to get the announcement on the $10 a day child care at some point soon, too, because it's getting we're getting a little bit closer to June with every day. There it is. So obviously they want to be seen in a good light and remembered as, hey, they did this for us. Hey, remember that time they removed, they listened and they removed. No, they didn't. There was a lot of times they actually didn't listen, but they want you to remember. And we have a very short memory as a society. Most people know this. We, we have do. a very short memory. We remember the last, 
you know, six months top, most of us, of course, there are some people who would disagree with that. That's fine. But the general public remembers what happened recently. Like, did I like their choices? Yeah, because they're just drawn to recent memory. Like, oh, they lift the mask mandate. And I stood for that. That was great. And they, they let kids go mask free in schools if that's what ends up happening. And that's great. And they, oh, $10 day childcare. They care about families. Hospitals. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Revamp that shit. They're good people. I'm going to vote for them again. That's what they're hoping for. That's exactly right. They do want that to be your your favorable impression in your mind of them. Uh, the reality is, I, I think there's a lot of people who have been burned too badly. And there are scars that run deep after the last two years. There's people who couldn't go to a loved one's funeral. There's people who lost their business and lost their homes. And the government won't acknowledge any of that. They won't even talk about it. But that's reality of what happened here during the last two years. Not to mention all the people that went nuts and caught a criminal charge of some sort during the pandemic. And it's just been awful. It really has. So it is time to move on. I agree with Dr. Moore. Let's take the masks off if you're comfortable. But there's two things that stood out about yesterday's news conference that deserve a quick circle around. Number one, Dr. Moore said all of us have to be kind. Please be kind. You need to respect the choice of those who want to continue wearing their mask. Mm -hmm. Basically, he's asking the people who are ready to take the masks off not to shame those who want to keep the masks on. Yes, yes, absolutely. I think we can all agree that we should be kind there. Not everybody. I've seen a decent amount of comments, and this goes back to the scars run deep. I saw a lot of comments yesterday from people who said, you want me to be nice to those people that were nothing but mean and evil to me because I made a choice not to get vaccinated. Is there anything to that? Well, no, but that see, that, that doesn't make sense because you can't, if you're talking about just being out at a public place, you can't shame someone for ma- wearing a mask assuming that they ever shamed you for being uh, unvaxxed. I never shamed anybody for being unvaxxed, and we were very clear about that all the way through. I did what I had to do, and I felt that I wanted to do. I didn't give a shit what you did. I don't care what you put in your body or don't. That is your choice, and I stand by that. So it's your choice to wear a mask or not wear a mask once this is lifted. I don't really care. So if you saw me in a store with a mask on, you'd automatically assume that you shouldn't be kind to me because I was probably unkind to you. That That's a really, really stretched out assumption there. So no, I, I don't buy any of that. Glad you said that. That's good. There is a difference. The other thing that came out of it and the media at Queens Park, I mean, ugh, I don't know where to start with that crew. But anyway, uh, some of them are trying to make a big deal out of the fact that yesterday Dr. Moore announced the mask mandate was ending on March 21st. And one of the reporters asked him, will you still wear a mask? And Dr. Moore was honest. He said, yeah, you know, if I go to a a big box store, I'll probably still wear a mask. If I go to a place where I can't physically distance, I'll wear a mask. Outside, I won't wear a mask. And people are trying to make that sound like rules for thee, but not for me. I know it's dangerous, so I'm going to be wearing a mask, but you guys go ahead and don't wear one. (laughs) You heard what you wanted to hear to make it suit your narrative. That's all that is. I mean, and it goes back to the same thing you and I have said before, too, is that we are each free to make our own choice. And if you do feel uncomfortable in any environment, let's say you do decide to, you know what, I'm going to go to a concert. I feel comfortable enough, but I'm going to put my mask on during that concert just because I'm not there yet. He's making a choice for himself personally, just like you would, just like the next person would. And then the, the next person would say, oh, no, gosh, no, I'm, I'm throwing all my masks away once this is done, once I'm good, unless I'm, of course, going to enter a hospital or any other setting. And I'm glad they made those choices. I'm yep. not surprised by it, by the way. But uh, it, it, everyone's going to make the choice. We got to stop being so... F- f- 
like everyone is just so tense and wants to just headbutt against other people. This is our chance, guys, to stop that shit. This is our chance to break the cycle of fighting with one another over all this stupid shit that has broken us and torn us apart over the last couple of years. This is our way out. Let people make the choice for themselves. We are free and clear of this if you choose to be. And if you choose to be on the people that are masking up after this, that you're really making it much more worse. Let it go. You say you want a life that you've been, you feel handcuffed the last couple of years, then you're just adding to the problem by berating somebody who's making a choice for themselves after this is up. Stop. Be free, everybody. Do your own shit. Be nice to one another. Like, period, the end. Let's move along. Well said. Well said. Fuck. Is it time, though? Because there's some that I won't forget, like uh, uh, the good doctor here. We need to change our attitudes. No, you need to change your attitude, Peter. Your attitude needs to change now. You have a responsibility to get with the program here. No more no more shaming the public, doctor. It's time for you. We need to stop moaning. You need to we stop need to moaning. Stop moaning. Stop it, Peter. You need to get with the plan. And an apology might be nice, too. Oh, hey, sorry about all that wrong modeling data that I put out over the years. Sorry, that sucked. Yeah. Oh, I know a lot of people lost their businesses in their homes because of that. My bad. Sorry. That would be nice. That would be nice. Uh, I'll go one step further. I realize that COVID isn't gone. And that's the message that Dr. Moore wanted you to have yesterday. Mm -hmm. It's not gone. It's still out there. In fact, some indicators are that it is ticking up again, whether it be confirmed cases or the wastewater data or whatever. COVID's not done. How we deal with COVID is the thing that's changing. And since we're going to change how we deal with it, maybe just maybe part of the plan here should be to take that science fiction table and say, thank you very much. Your services are no longer required. (laughs) We don't need this anymore. We're trying to dial back the fear. We've got a large portion of the population that's scared shitless that some invisible thing is going to invade their body unless they have this mask over their face. We need to change our attitude, Peter. You're Mm -hmm. right about that. But we need to change it completely around Mm -hmm. and treat this the way it should be treated. And Dr. Moore has laid out a plan. He said next fall. Yeah, we'll see what we're dealing with next fall. It could be a variant. It could be uh, COVID on top of the flu. It could be any new respiratory disease. He's not closing the door on bringing masks back if they're needed. But right now they're not needed and it is time to live a life again without them on. And that life is totally up to you. You're, You're living a choose your own adventure book, everybody. You can decide to go with a mask. You can say no mask. You might get sick. You might not. You can still get a shot if you want to track down that fucking bus. You can do whatever you want. It's totally up to you. The F word in Ontario is freedom. As of a week from Monday. It'll feel good. You know what, though? I mean, unofficially, you know it's coming before Monday. St. Patrick's Day is a week from today, and people are going out, and they're going to let her rip. It already has been. I mean, it already has been. I, I don't know if like everybody else is seeing the same thing. I, and I know there's been a lot of comments to this uh, on the same note, but a lot of people have said, like, no, like, I... As soon as we opened up a little bit more, I stopped wearing my mask. And I saw it yesterday. I was just at Goodness Me yesterday. saw two people, not one, but two people shopping with their mask on. By the way, got no trouble for it. Right. No problem. We know it's coming. Yeah. So expect this week especially to see more of that and less people like caring about it as much that run those businesses. That's what I'm assuming. Of course, there's going to be the odd place that's like, no, no, no. This is still in effect. 
put your mask on or you can't shop here, for example. But I'm seeing it more and more. I mean, I've seen it throughout the last few months, especially more people mask off and it's malls, it's grocery stores. Um, it, it, it's everything basically. Well, it took two years to get this movement organized, but it's here and it's happening now. There's a lot of people who, if the government did not end the mask mandate or set a date for it next Monday, they were ending it themselves. Right. And the whole philosophy is they can't ticket us all. And that was going to happen. If you really wanted to see people pushed to the brink to the point where good people are committing civil disobedience, all they had to do was not have that news conference tomorrow. And it was really going to get ugly. We saw a little bit of it with the Freedom Convoy, Mm -hmm. and it was only going to get worse, but it was going to be not just truckers and not just the truckers' supporters. It was going to be regular people that are saying, fuck you to the law. Absolutely. And we can't have that in a civilized society, so the government is reading the room, and I'll give them credit for it. Sorry, the doctor is reading the room, (laughs) and we'll give him credit. So We'll assume it was just him making that choice. Uh, Dr. Moore... Credit where credit is due. I think you made a good announcement. We're not the first to drop the mask mandates. We're not even the first in Canada. We will be not last either. We're right in the middle, following the way the trends are going, with the option to bring them back if they're needed, and everybody can still wear them in the meantime if they're comfortable doing so. There's really nothing to argue about here. There's not. He's got his finger on it. He's watching it. If things get crazy, and I don't think they will, they haven't in the other jurisdictions that already got rid of their mask mandates, then I think that we'll be fine. I think, how do you feel about with the mask mandate being lifted on the 21st? And let's say the schools follow suit. Let's say for the most part it goes successful. I think it's wildly irresponsible, by the way, if any school board even considers going against the provincial advice because the advice from the chief medical officer is that the whole province has to go at once. Okay, and we'll touch on that. Let's talk about that in just a sec. But my question would be, do you feel like these uh, larger venues, let me give you an example of, the Scotiabank Arena, mm-hmm. is still in a lot of cases, you got to be vaxxed to enter. At what point is that going to be yeah, eliminated? I mean, you know, at what point are these are these larger businesses, especially these large-scale operations and venues, going to go, okay, taking a look around here, I'm seeing more and more people being masked off and things are looking good. I, I don't imagine it's going to take... M- Long, it could even be before all these massive summer concerts, for example, that they're going to make those uh, those choices. Hey, listen, if you own a large venue, I suppose you can set your own rules. It's your business, of you but can. I would uh, I'd like to know what your thought process is there. What exactly are you trying to achieve by having vaxxed only in there? What's your goal from that? Because yeah. if it's to stop the spread of COVID, you're you're doing the wrong thing. That's not what these vaccines do. They don't stop transmission. Is your goal to try and promote vaccination and get more people vaxxed? You can try, but we're at the end of vax season, more or less. The clinics are shutting down for a reason because there's no demand. Do you really think that, what what is there, five, ten people that might have tickets for the Leafs game tonight that are thinking, oh, I'd really like to go see the Leafs game tonight, but I'm not vaxxed. I wonder where that go bus is. I'll go and get a shot right now. We're we're talking uh, pissing into the ocean. It's not going to make a difference. Are you just trying to instill your political ideology? Okay, I suppose you can. But again, I would ask you, what's your goal from keeping this mandate in place for vaccinations? Because it doesn't make sense and it doesn't add up. And even the artists. I mean, the artists that are going to be performing, just specifically talking about concerts now, um, there's a lot that have put that in place that you cannot enter. And the venues go along with it because, okay, we want to have the show here and we know what's going to bring in um, 
tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars for these shows. So I'm going to go along with it. But it is just an interesting thing to keep our eye on. Uh, But let's talk about schools. Are we waiting for an announcement, just so people are clear? Are we waiting for an announcement separately from uh, Leche or wherever it may come down in terms of are schools counted in this on the 21st? No, this is a province-wide, no mandate for indoor masking anywhere. Now, those school boards, I believe... In consultation with the local chief medical officer right, of health, because right, it's a right. massive bureaucracy here. A lot of people are making money and not in hospitals practicing medicine, just sitting in an office. They uh, they could say, nope, we're, we're keeping the mask mandate. I would strongly advise teachers, you're in a congregate setting with not great ventilation in some cases. I think you should seriously consider still wearing your mask when you're at school. I think they do help. If you have the right mask, if you're just going to walk in with a cloth mask, even the CDC says they don't stop COVID anymore, not with the the finite particles that are in the air. But if you want to wear your N95 or your surgical grade mask or whatever it is, by all means, you totally should. I wouldn't want to be indoors with 30 kids that are unmasked. Mm-hmm. I, I just wouldn't, not knowing how much COVID spreads in schools. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're a teacher, I would keep it. As far as mandating it on kids... If you're a decision maker for a school board and, and you're even it's even crossing your mind, maybe we should go above the chief medical officer right. and implement our own policy. I would ask you again, have you ever said over the last two years that you're following the science? Have you ever said you should be listening to your doctors? Because if you have, then you're making the wrong decision if you want to implement this. You should also listen to your parent base because you don't have to go very far. You'll find some parents that are very concerned about this. But those parents have an option to make their kids still wear a mask or to flip to the Mm -hmm. virtual school. The ones who are staying in school, for the most part, know their rights or they know their options and they want the masks off. Mm -hmm. And that's all there is to it. I think you're just inviting a whole lot of controversy to end up at exactly the same space in a few weeks. Can I say? You're going to get rid of it. If you keep it in longer than it has to be, you're just pissing people off on. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Necessarily. I wonder, and part of me even, I'll admit, worries about what that's going to look like in school. Um, I'm I'm pro masks off in school, but I'm also pro, pro-choice pro on that. And, um, you know, high school is going to be its own animal, right? You're going to have these kids who are going to do whatever the fuck they want once they get to school. So even if mom and dad say, okay, my sweet 15-year-old child, you wear that mask all the time. Right. They'll do whatever they want. Much like we used to change when the parents didn't know in the bathroom to wear what we actually wanted to wear. I mean, that's going to happen from time to time. High school to me, again, a a different animal. But when it comes to the elementary kids, I wonder, and I'm just very curious about how that's going to work with with some kids because... I, I kind of worry about bullying, to be honest with you, because if masks go off from my from what I know, um, even in speaking to the parents of the kids in my child's class in kindergarten. So 
it's so different from kindergarten all the way to grade eight. But in kindergarten, for example, there's a couple that I know are going to send their kids in masks and that's fine. And there's no, not a ton of like actual, you know, hard bullying that happens at those ages. There's little things, but you know, once they get into those other grades, is it going to become an issue if the parents continue wanting to mask up their child all the time? I wonder, but if the teachers do it too, and some teachers will, and I think you're right, by the way, I in fact have a couple of teacher friends who have already said like, yeah, I mean, they work with little kids and little kids are, are and always will be germy. Like we're never going to change that. There's right. germs. They, t- they go ahead and pick their noses and they pick at all kinds of things and they touch their friends' faces and they get, you know, it's, it's, it's a whole mess of grossness, especially during cold and flu season. It's always going to be that way. And if teachers feel more comfortable doing it, fabulous, great, do it. I hope that they still get to see your faces, though, every now and again. You know, I hope that you get those chances to take them outside if that's where you feel comfortable to be like, look at my face, because that's one of the things that always bothers me the most is whenever my kid makes reference. And this is all she knows. Keep that in mind. But when my kids make reference to to, um, them and not being able to see their face. So let me ask you, I don't know if there's a, a law that needs to be implemented here, but would you be okay if... We had a law or amended the current laws so that it is an offense to harass, intimidate, or bully someone who's wearing a mask. Would you be okay if it was against the law to harass someone for their choice? Well, I mean, see, and in in my case, you're talking about children. You can't really, how are you supposed to punish that? When we're talking about bullying, bullying can be extremely serious. This could be one tier of it in the future. We don't know. We don't know what it's going to look like. And maybe it won't be so bad. But if you're talking about that, I feel like you can't, there's nothing you can really put in place to a a 12-year-old who tells another 12-year-old, hey, you friggin' loser for wearing a mask. No, I don't think any serious punishment should come from that. I mean, in general. General bullying's terrible. And if someone wants to be, would you count that as uh, being discriminatory? Potentially, maybe. But there's been a lot of discrimination the other way throughout this for the last two years. Hey, if we want to make it a policy here, you just don't talk shit about anybody. If you don't like that somebody isn't vaxxed, shut up. Yeah. Mind your own business. If you don't like somebody that is wearing a mask, shut up and mind your own business. But and the problem is, and this is what particularly what I'm talking about is young people. I'm talking about those who are in school, maybe elementary all the way through high school. And there is bullying. But there is bullying. And a friend of mine has a nephew who is in grade 11. And the parents of that fella decided not to get him vaccinated. Their choice. He was bullied for it. Yeah. It was was everybody whip out your vaccine certificate. Oh, cool. Oh, you don't have one. It was an automatic. You were you were shunned. Like, why? Your parents, hippies, all this other like name calling galore that I won't even repeat. And that I mean, that bothers me. But how do you. It's hard to reason with 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 kids. I think if you're a parent individually, you know how to talk to your kids about it. And I hope more people do, because I think this is going to start to become a thing. Maybe not a big thing. And I hope it's not a big thing. But I certainly will take the time if, let's say, masks are off and I get that note from my kid's school board saying, yeah, guys, uh, no masks. Don't worry about it. You don't have to show us that thing you have to show every single day when you show up that gives you that green check mark that lets you go to school, which is stupid, by the way. Hated it since the beginning. It's an incredible waste of time. It's an incredible waste of time. Mm-hmm. Hated it. But if let's say they say that, I get that note. It's official over a March break. I, I get that note from the principal. Good to go. I'm going to have a conversation with my child. And she's young. But I'm going to have a conversation and say, 
mommy's going to allow you to not wear your mask. Keep in mind, some of your friends are going to have their masks on and that's okay. And and that's their choice to make. And if you feel like you want to wear one for fun one day or something, and I know that does nothing guys, but just because I'm talking to a fi- almost five-year-old here, I'm going to say you can go ahead and, and wear one too, if you want, you know, uh, that's fine that I'm going to make that her choice in that moment. But for me, I'll be glad to, that she's going to be able to see her, her friend's faces. And I'm going to be glad that, you know, as people, the older people too, right? Like the, the older kids, I mean, being able to do that and getting back into sports and having like facial expressions are everything. Social dynamic is everything in certain age groups. So I think that it's going to be nice to see it. And yeah, some shit's going to go around, man. There's going to be uh, tummy bugs just as well as there might be a COVID case or two. But as we've proven, the masks don't seem to work as well as we initially thought. So that's why I'm fully okay with it. I just hope that everyone does have, have a chat with their kids about it. Just on that note that, you know, you, you explain to them, don't discriminate because of it. You wouldn't discriminate because of, you know, a color shirt they wear, I would hope. So why would you discriminate about that? You know, let them do what's comfortable for them. Let's switch gears here. Right now, our prime minister... Our foreign affairs minister, our defense minister, and I believe there's more, are all over in Europe. And there's some people who are a little pissed at this. They're looking at Justin Trudeau globetrotting right now, doing a ton of photo ops. And then they look down south and they see Joe Biden coordinating the American response from the Situation Room in the White House. And they're asking, okay, well, why did Trudeau need to go and why did he need to take half his cabinet and all their staff and an entire plane full of media to follow him around and take pictures? It's a question that some people have. And yesterday that question did get asked of the defense minister and, sorry, not the defense minister, the deputy prime minister, Mm -hmm. finance minister, Christian Freeland, and Melanie Jolie, our foreign affairs minister. And wow, they did not like that question at all. <laughs> it was Travis from CBC that asked it, right? Yeah, yeah it I is. was following along with this one. I'm going to play this question and their answer, some of it anyway, and then we'll figure out the, the, the real deal here. A lot of Canadians are back at home kind of wondering uh, and watching uh, this trip and seeing a lot of photo ops, a lot of broad platitudes, and not many specifics when it comes to, to details. Uh, why couldn't these meetings been done from Canada? Why does the Prime Minister, the Deputy Prime Minister, the Minister of Foreign Affairs and Defence Minister need to be in Europe right now when there are a lot of domestic issues at home that are very important? And some people view this as a, as a photo op trip to Europe. Well, I, the only person I've heard saying that is you. Um, but, there are many people that are, but, that are saying that. But let me just say that this is a really, really important trip for the Prime Minister and for Canada. Uh, the Russian invasion of Ukraine is the most important geopolitical issue. The noise is a little bad, so I'm going to leave it there. And I will say that the answer that the deputy prime minister gave was quite good. She said, hey, listen, there's certain mm-hmm. things that you just can't do over Zoom. You want to have that face-to-face interaction. Uh, they said it's not platitudes when there's people dying over in Ukraine and there's uh, refugees stuffed into camps right now. They gave a good, coherent answer for it. But fuck, did they ever get defensive over even being questioned about their travel? Well, it was the way the question was asked. And I would argue, is that really a professional way to ask it? And even Travis himself, by the way, says that his take after realizing this for a few hours and seeing this video again is that it was, quote, worded clumsily, as was my tweet. 
My fault. I take responsibility. But he goes on to say there were legit questions about what this trip was all about and why it had to happen, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, he had to mention the word photo op in there. And anybody who hates Trudeau, that's their go-to, right? Like, oh, you have to do it for a photo op, have to do it for a selfie, have to make it clear. Uh, fine. I think that's a lazy, that's lazy shit, though. Like, I mean, if you want to ask a real question about why he's there, ask it. You don't need to add in the photo op part. So that's the part where if I was going to be nitpicky about it, which truly I don't give a shit. But if I was going to be nitpicky about it, I'd say that, yeah, of course, he could have left that part out because you're kind of giving away your side. And when you're a news reporter, you're supposed to you're supposed to ask questions. Absolutely. Get facts but not add in those little jabs. That's my opinion. And I don't care where you sit or who you like. You don't add in those little jabs to, if anyone wants to take you seriously. Here's the refreshing part. As someone who is more right than left, I have seen that question and that style reporting against conservative politicians ad nauseum for many, many, many years. It was actually kind of refreshing to see Travis ask a Travis-style question to the government who are liberals right now. Mm-hmm. And holy shit, they did not like being asked that. You could tell. The only person I hear talking about that is you. Well, that's not quite accurate, Christian. There's a lot of people that are wondering how much this is costing and why it needed to be done the way it's being done. And to your credit, you gave a great answer. Okay, I'm actually okay with it. Maybe we didn't need to send half the government. Maybe we don't need to have the prime minister and the deputy prime minister both in a war zone if for no other reason than maintaining the continuity of government if shit goes down over there. But you did give a good answer, and I think Travis was right to ask the question. Was it an ideal wording? No, not necessarily. But like I said, I've seen them do that to conservative politicians continuously for years. So it's nice that they're balancing it out a little bit and asking a question like that of the government. Sure. I mean, it's entertainment, at least. I mean, I was entertained by it and kind of giggled a little bit. And I would have giggled if it was against anybody else. But like I said, if you want to be taken seriously, that's the thing is that I personally he knows and he regrets it. And that's fine. He was actually was really great of him to come back again. It took a little while, but he came back and he realized the errors of his way and that's great that's actually big of him to do the um uh (laughs) this trip over to europe i i don't want this to be a partisan issue and i know that people are going to try and make it a partisan issue but it shouldn't because it's a canadian issue can we all agree no matter who is the prime minister at the time whether it's justin trudeau whether it's Pierre Polyev, whether Aaron O'Toole somehow comes out of the shadows, whoever it is as prime minister needs to have a nice place to live. That means we need to hurry up and get 24 Sussex Drive done because those renos have dragged on too long and Trudeau has never lived there. He's never lived there. It's been being renovated since he became yeah. prime minister. What is going in there? Like an ice rink and a, and a <laughs> you, circus? Like what the fuck? Why is it taking so long? I don't know. Government contractors. There you go. Yeah, that's probably the answer. So we should all agree the prime minister needs a formal residence that is nice, a place that he could have U.S. presidents or the queen herself come and visit. He needs a nice place. The prime minister also needs a new plane. So as a hypothetical, <laughs> yes, he, he does, because right now they're flying in a fucking bathtub. It's true, guys. That they're, thing's a piece of shit. They're running <laughs> extension cords down the hall or down the, the lane of the plane just to try and power shit. It's not right. It's, it's, it's not of, okay. It's embarrassing. Yesterday, when the prime minister landed in Poland, they parked his plane right there in the VIP section. Well, lo and behold, there's Air Force Two right there. And then there's our shitty little plane right there next to it. <laughs> 
It's embarrassing, guys. It is embarrassing. We don't want our prime minister to be out on that. Come on. So listen, I'm going to say it. And I don't care if it's Justin Trudeau that's prime minister or if it's a a conservative prime minister or if whatever happens, Jugmeet Singh becomes prime minister. Whoever it is needs a new plane. We need to to go to Boeing or someone and say, hey, we need a new plane. We're going to buy a plane. We're going to write you a check for a plane. Give us a new plane that's befitting of a head of state of a G7 country. I know what we should do. We should be balling. And anytime he needs a ride, he calls Drake. Drake's got his own jet. Drake's jet is sweet. Yep. Imagine rolling up to a, whatever it is, a conference or whatever the hell he's going to in an OVO jet. Like, fucking right, I'm Canadian. You better believe it. That's perfect for Justin Trudeau, too. He probably loved that idea. Well, the plane that Trudeau's on is very much like a regular plane that you and I would fly on, except much, much, much older. If you go into Air Force One, which I've never been on, but I'd love to. It's got an oval office on the plane. It's got beds. It's got bedrooms. It's got a captain's seating for the the secretary of state and whoever else from senior government is there. But then it's got, like a regular plane, a full configuration at the back for media that travels with the president. We need a proper setup. Justin should have a phone on his plane in case shit goes down. He should have an office to work in or to entertain in. That's just all there is to it. And what bothers me is... When we finally do get around to saying, we need a new plane. This isn't enough. It's embarrassing what we're doing now. If Justin Trudeau is the prime minister, conservatives will shit all over him for, oh, look at that. He's spending millions of our taxpayer dollars to put in a gold-plated toilet. All right. I get it. You want to be partisan and you want to blame the government for spending. This is not something we fight about. It really doesn't matter how much it costs. The cost is the cost. And, and in turn, let's say Pierre Polyev or Jean Charest or Leslin Lewis or Patrick Brown or Roman Bobber are the next prime minister. Liberals aren't going to shit on them for whatever they want to put in the plane. We just need a new plane. Let's stop screwing around with this. That's embarrassing what we've got parked in Poland over there. I'm surprised they didn't just get an Air Canada flight. It would have been a lot better to just charter a flight than take that piece of shit. Do you think Justin Trudeau does like a walkthrough of Air Force One? Like, yo, Biden, how you doing? No, oh, can I I'll take a walkthrough there? Sure. And then he walks around and sees all the nice things because you know that thing's just... It's just, pimped out. Just beautiful, right? And then walks around like, and then Joe's like, can I take a look at yours? Like, no, I can't, can't do it. It's being renovated I, right I, now. I was very busy. I can't do it for many different reasons. Got to go. Uh, let's get to a couple of different things before we wrap it up. Cause I don't want it to be all politics. Let's give you what you came for here. We'll start off with Sarnia, Ontario. Oh, what's up Sarnia. If you're one of our listeners in Southwestern Ontario, thank you. We love you. It's about to smell a lot better in Sarnia. Global spirits giant Diego says it's building a carbon neutral distillery in St. Clair Township, just outside of Sarnia. Oh, beautiful. It's to keep up with the growing demand for Crown Royal Whiskey. (laughs) The demand is sitting right here. (laughs) (laughs) That's Kat demanding more Crown Royal. Diego's a big company. They also have like uh, Captain Morgan. They distribute Guinness in Mm -hmm. Canada and more. Uh, This facility is going to cost $245 million. It'll have the capacity to produce 20 million liters of alcohol, and it's going to create dozens of jobs. 
Here's what I like second best about this, because the best part is they're making Crown Royal right here locally. The second best part, it will operate with 100% renewable energy and will progressively reduce waste where possible and reuse or recycle the remainder so that nothing goes to a landfill. I love that. I love that. I love seeing more of that. It's worth spending the money, especially if you're a company who's doing as well as they are, to produce a plant like this. It's the beginning, right? It's the beginning. We're seeing it more and more, different companies choosing to do it this way. Um, I like it. More renewable energy, please. Let's make that the gold standard. And if you're interested in opening a manufacturing facility and thinking about all those crazy hydro bills you're going to be getting because you'll have your machines on and all the overhead lighting and you got to light the parking lot. And I know those hydro bills are a bitch. Maybe you'd like to go and have some Crown Royal for a day. Go and tour this new plant in St. Clair Township mm-hmm. and see that you can run a plant on 100% renewable energy. You are going to eliminate your own carbon footprint. It's phenomenal. And it can be done. Yeah. In fact, the government hands out money for dumb shit all the time. If you go to them with a plan that's going to produce zero waste that goes into a landfill, and be run on 100% renewable energy, I'd be fine with a couple of startup grants or seed money going to those initiatives as opposed to some of the stupid stuff that we fund by the government at all levels. So I think this is good progress, and let's be clear, Crown Royal is delicious. It's the best. It's the best rye. And we definitely need more of it. It, Would you say that's your rye? I think we're a wiser's. Are you not a wiser's person? No, no, the Crown is my go-to. Uh, I like. I don't discriminate against a, a Wiser's. Um, I'll throw out a, a Lot Forty out there. Another local, another good local one. Um, there's a lot of good. We've we are blessed with a lot of really good rides. There's not a lot of them I hate, unless it's super like oaky. Oh yeah. But aside from that, like I like a bit of a sweeter taste to a rye, like a Crown. That's like my go-to. Okay. Uh, one more thing here, and this is from Men's Health magazine. Men's Health asked one thousand women to rate some non-sexual foreplay tactics. Rank them on a scale of 1 to 10. And they came up with an average. Non-sexual foreplay. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Okay, no, I'm not I'm not suggesting anything's wrong with it, but can you get, I I'm curious to see this cuz I'm I'm confused with what non-sexual foreplay might look like. Is it just words? It's in the courting process. It- it's the date and stuff like uh, that. Okay. Oh, 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 is that what it's called? All right then. Non-sexual, non-sexual foreplay. Non-sexual foreplay. Okay. Hey. So on a scale of 1 to 10, every one of these 1,000 women ranked them and they came up with an average. I feel like this is a pretty good survey. Okay. And maybe this will help you out a little bit, guys. And ladies, maybe it'll help you change your attitude a little bit. (laughs) Maybe, just maybe, it'll help you get it together. We need to change our attitude. Yeah, yeah. If I have to think of Peter Uni in the bedroom, by the way, it's never going to fucking happen. You know what happens when you think of Peter Peter Uni? We need to stop. Moaning, the moaning all the moaning stop ends. moaning automatically. So here's the list. He takes me out for an expensive dinner. How important is that in the panty removal department on a scale of one to ten? I'm gonna put it at a zero for me. It's a four. It's low. Oh, okay, good, good, so, good. But that's the go-to for a lot of guys, right? I'll take her out for a nice dinner and then yeah, boom, no, let dude, the fucking begin. If it, the conversation is way more important than the place and the price. Way more important. We work out together. Oh, the couple that goes to the gym together. 
No, I'm going to put that right in the middle, like a five? A three, actually. Oh, okay, yeah. People are lazy. The thought of working out is just not a great (laughs) thought sometimes. Sometimes you actually turn someone off when you say that. Like, hey, you know what you should do? Go for a really romantic jog. Like, fuck that. (laughs) He listens to me vent about my day. Does that do anything for you? The fact that he's sitting there listening intently to you just bitch about no. Steve in accounting <laughs> or Betty in HR. I'm turned off. I would be turned off by myself if I was just bitching about something. No. I mean, you you rely on your that person in your life so that you can vent, but that's definitely not even close to anything foreplay-ish. It was only a 5 out of 10. That's so higher n- than I thought. Not very high. We laugh together watching a TV show or a movie. Oh, yeah, that's up there. That's up there. That's got to be like, what, an eight, nine? It's an eight. Yeah. So think about this for a second, guys. Just where we are when you're planning out your next date in your head. Take her out for an expensive dinner. Four out of ten. Watch TV or a movie together and have a good laugh mm-hmm. is an eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. Are you following what's going along Do here? it. Save your money, too. He cooks dinner. And cleans up afterwards. Oh, and cleans up. Oh, baby. Yeah, that's got to be like a 10. Yeah, girls just fall over with their legs in the air when they see that go down. (laughs) It's a 9 out of 10. Ladies ranked it a 9 out of 10. Very good. We reminisce over old photos or videos. Oh, that's up there too. That's got to be a 9. Only a 5, surprisingly. Really? I guess if it's old photos or videos of you two, probably higher. If it's just, hey, want to see the baby pictures my mom (laughs) just found? Oh, yeah, okay. That's a no-go. Yeah. He takes me to a concert or a show he knows I would like. Uh, yeah, that's that's really nice. I would say that most people would probably like that. I'd put that up at like a 7-8. It's a 7. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any guys have sat through like a fucking Michael Bublé concert or something <laughs> just to try and get some Don't later? Don't pretend you didn't like Michael. He's fantastic. <laughs> Without any prodding, he cleans up around the house. Oh, yeah, that's that'll get you every time. That's got to be like an 8-9. Ladies ranked it positive, but only a six. Oh, because he should be doing it anyway, not just to get some. Is that why? Mm -hmm. Okay. Tricky one here. He surprises me with a sentimental gift. Doesn't have to be valuable, but it has to have some meaning. Yeah. I mean, I think that most, who would hate that? Well, you have to be a fucking monster to not like it. So I'm going to put that up at an eight, nine. Nine out of 10. He runs a bunch of errands for me. Oh, yeah, I like that. That's like a nine. Yeah, I would have thought so, too. Very undervalued what? at just a five. Oh, no. Like, if my husband tells me, like, hey, you know, don't worry about filling up your tank. I already, I took your car out. I, I filled it up and I th- put it through the car wash. Let's go. What do you need? What do you want? Yeah. Right now. See, and I do those things, <laughs> but I've never had the, what do you need? What do you need? What do you want? <laughs> How can I repay you, sir? Um, the errands thing is nice though. I mean, if somebody takes something off your plate and frees up even 15 minutes of your time, that's great. It's it's something small too. Like if, if uh, he's out and he buys a scratch ticket, then he knows, oh, I love like doing scratch tickets while I watch my favorite show. Like, Hey, I've got you a couple scratch tickets. Yeah, that's nice. That's the thought that counts. There's only a couple more. He gives me a foot rub while we watch TV. Oh, some people don't like their feet being touched in all fairness. Yeah, they do. That's true. But let's say that you're the type that really likes it. I would assume that that's up there then if you like it. Seven out of ten. Good Mm -hmm. guess. We take long walks together. Just talking. 
Just talking. Yeah, a good conversation can go a long way as long as it's a good conversation. And walking with that, oh, based on what you said, though, about the the working out makes me think it's not as high. I'm going to say like it's like a six, seven. It's a six. Yeah. yeah we're very fucking lazy. Yeah, it's we crazy. Are lazy like, I am totally into doing something, <laughs> but nothing physical. Like if we can lay on the couch or you do something for me, this is great. But if we have to go somewhere or get any exercise at all, no. It's so sad, isn't it? He unexpectedly draws me a bath. Oh, okay. Um, I would guess that people like that, but it's like probably like 50-50-ish. I'm going to say six. Nine. Oh, shit. Okay, more than I thought. I uh, The bath thing, you got to be real careful, guys, when you draw her a bath. It has to be the right moment. She has to be in the mood for a bath. Yep. She has to... Uh, have the free time to take a bath. Then there's all the other incidentals that can screw up this otherwise kind gesture. If you get the temperature wrong, fuck. If you didn't remember to get all the stuff together that she needs, like, hey, it's great that you drew her a bath, but did you think to get her a book? Did you think to get candles? Did you think to put the diffuser on? All that sort of shit right. can make it go wrong. Does she like bubbles? Does she not? Bath salts, in or out? I mean, there's a lot to consider there. Sure. Does she like sex toys in the bath? Did you put them by the tub for her? There's all kinds of things that could go wrong here, guys. Just remember, if you're drawing her a bath, details matter. Rubber ducky is a must every time. <laughs> Last but certainly not least, he buys me something I would hesitate to get for myself. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. I would probably, I would put that up there. That's got to be like an eight. Seven out of ten. Okay. Not a bad list. Not a bad list. Uh, before we get too far into this, we got to go. That's time already. Tomorrow, I believe Dave Blizzard is joining us. Fantastic. I think. So we will have some fun with Dave and decompress a little bit before the March break begins. If you're one of those eager beavers... That's heading to the airport today or heading to the border today because we only get a week off and I want to be there for my whole week in Florida. I get it. Or in South Carolina. I don't think anybody actually drives to Arizona, do they? Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't. It's a hell of a long drive if you do. In any case, uh, you can take the pod with us. There are six seasons now filled with episodes, over a thousand of them. You can uh, go back and listen to some of the archives. I don't know how many people are up early on their vacation, too. But don't forget, we do have our our morning show. You can always uh, put that on our Radio Player Canada app is where you can find us there. Lots of ways to get a hold of us. Have a great day. Get this. I read that Tinder is now offering criminal background checks on potential dates. Users heard and were like, wait, you weren't already doing that? What's going on? So now you get a message that says, you matched with John, who's wanted in 46 states. Well, guys, as the war in Ukraine continues, a lot more American companies are distancing themselves from Russia. And I mean a lot more. I mean, one of the major companies is Starbucks. They just closed all 130 of their stores over there. And that was just on one street. Wow. The athletic apparel brand Lululemon unveiled its first ever running shoe. The sneaker will give you the grip and the support you need when you're demanding to speak to a manager. (laughs) A man in Georgia was recently sentenced to three years in prison for allegedly using part of a coronavirus relief loan to buy a Pokemon trading card, or as he's telling his cellmates, killing a guy. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it.